Philadelphia, February 1985. The city is in the grips of one of the coldest winters on record. Kids staying home sick from school with the flu or watching Bob Barker host The Price is Right, hiding his gray hair with a dye that's not quite the right shade of brown. In heavy radio rotation are the songs Boys of Summer and The Heat is On, which seem to be the only things helping to keep the warmth in the minds and hearts of Philadelphians. The last year under Mayor W. Wilson Good has brought a decline in crime and homicides in what is a notoriously violent city where now MTV, leg warmers, day glow colors, and money worship make up the popular culture that is also prevalent across the country. Ronald Reagan has just been sworn in for his second term as President of the United States, bringing with him hope of an enduring economic boom. But it's not all good news, neon, and pop music in the city of Philadelphia. There is an unease in the frigid air, a portent of the events about to unfold. And we see beautiful downtown Philadelphia from above, bustling on this Friday afternoon. We zoom down onto 2006 Chestnut Street, where there is what was once an unassuming old bookshop that has been there so long it now looks out of place amidst its modern surroundings. And inside is an unassuming man of small stature, a bookworm who loves his job here at the store. What are you up to, Walter Pendergrass? Well, you know, it's a typical day. I suppose I tidied up my little backroom study where I like to uh, really pour through the pages of old and perhaps damaged books if they need restoration. Um, <clears throat> I don't think there's been anything that's come in lately, so it's probably pretty tidy and all the dust is swept away. And I guess it's out into the main area, walk the grounds, see if there's any regulars. All right, so you do make the rounds around right now as far as regulars go you don't see too many in there uh there's not too many people in the store at all today really however uh it's just past lunchtime i'm gonna say you probably just finished eating sandwich or whatever you had for lunch maybe go to re-up that coffee then all right all right so you go do that and uh, as you go to reheat up your coffee there's a little tingle from the front door a dingle of the bell that it's a that is attached to their little ding a ding a ding. Hmm. Turns around. In walks in a uh, woman who's uh, pretty mousy, um, not altogether unattractive, but dresses pretty frumpy, like cardigan on, and her haircut is so that her bangs are a little too long. They kind of cover part of her uh, eyebrows a little bit, uh, hmm. almost like she's trying to hide her face. Um, okay. But you recognize her. Uh, this is a woman by the name of Millie. Millie, okay. Well, then uh, probably puts his coffee down and makes to greet her. Millie, what brings you in today? Gives her a nod and a wave. She goes, oh, hi, Walter. Uh, nice mm -hmm. to see you. Likewise. She acts a little sheepish. Now, you and her have been talking back and forth. She's a librarian who has been working for the Free Library of Philadelphia for years now. Uh, hmm. You've never been talking back and forth about your love of books and uh, you know just different literature conversations that you guys have blossomed a friendship over the last couple years here. Uh, however, more recently, there's been kind of a turn. Um, she seems to be a little flirty with you almost. Hmm. Go figure. Who knew my luck or love for books would uh, 
<laughs> blossom into something else. Yeah, I know you oh, don't have the. Uh, that's one thing about you. What do, you don't have the highest uh, appearance score, right? Uh, that's a good question. No, I guess he's in the lower end at forty. Okay, but so I that's mean, like below gotta... average. So you're not the best looker, but she's taking a shine to you, obviously. And she says, "Well, how how, how have you been, Walter?" Well, uh, I guess it's been kind of slow. It's been uh, a bit boring lately, aside from the cold. Thankfully, the heater works and looks around. Uh, this place probably has like an old kerosene heater or something. Mm -hmm. So you got like the the extra heater going in the corner there, just to because it's it's an old building. It's a little drafty. I'm sure. Um, but you got the extra heater going and to keep it com uh, comfortable in there. Now, Millie kind of gives a little bit of a sad look. And she says to you, yeah, you know, things around the library have been pretty boring lately, too. I mean, I'm getting up there. I mean, how, if you don't mind me asking, I, I know we've asked this before, but how, how old are you, Walter? Well, uh, I'll be 56 this year. And he kind of stands up a little bit taller, maybe a good uh, five foot seven at best. She says, well, you look good for your age, that's for sure. Kind of blushes and smiles. Oh, well, uh, thanks. Scratches his head a little bit. Mm -hmm. You uh, you want some coffee? He gestures to the uh, coffee maker in the other side of the room. She goes, no, I'm okay. Um, you know, I was just thinking, you know, do you ever want more out of life than just, you know, kind of what we do? Well, I, I never thought about it. When I think about more, I usually think about a super rare book that I've never seen or heard of before. Yeah, but don't you think there's more to life than just books and writing and reading? And you know, There's real stuff to do out there. Don't you ever want to, I don't know, be something else? Or... Well, I mean, that's the, the beauty of what I do as a historian. I get to play around with all these trinkets from the past and uncover you know what what truths they may have held or who they might have been important to i i guess uh i never really thought about it yes, uh, hmm. you know maybe it's just because i just turned 50 but i've just been thinking a lot about it recently and you know opportunities that might present themselves that you know i should take advantage of and things like that but let me let me just ask you what 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 are you doing tomorrow night? Uh, well, I, I suppose if it's like an ordinary tomorrow night, there'd maybe be a book and uh, a bit of coffee. Well, it happens to be Friday. It happens to be Friday afternoon, and tomorrow will be Saturday. So you're probably free on a Saturday. Hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, my weekends... Uh... If it's not, if there's not too much snow outside, you'd probably, uh, you know, make the rounds, uh, check out some of the local bars. And... Okay. She says, well, uh, how about instead of doing your normal Saturday night routine, whatever it is, would you like to go out on a date with me? Uh, well, I, I think that'd be wonderful. Uh, I could pick you up sometime. Uh, when were you thinking? He probably looks a little nervous. Hands are shaking. <laughs> He's like, uh, she she looks down at her watch. She pulls out a little book from her pocket, looks at it, and she goes, um, how about like eight o'clock tomorrow night? Splendid. And he pulls out a similar well-used leather-bound book and pencil built in. 
Writes it all down. Chronological order. <laughs> so she says to you that she'll meet you at a restaurant. So how about, like, we meet at, I don't know, somewhere nice that I haven't been to, like, Chez Vevez. Ooh, that sounds pretty fancy. Maybe I should uh, stop by the library and take out a book on French. She goes, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Hmm. He says, well, thinks about his Latin background. He says, maybe it's pronounced a little differently, but uh, it's close enough. He kind of shrugs and plays it off a bit. So she seems pretty excited. And she says to you, well, I'll, I'll meet you there tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Does that sound okay? Uh, that sounds wonderful. And she goes, he's probably pretty excited as well. She goes, wow, that's great. That's great. Um, oh, what I came in here for initially, though. Of course, he kind of reverts back to business mode. I was looking for a book on an artist. You, you, carry, you carry art books here, right? Of course, there's a, a fine selection of uh, select art books, pictures, and both historical references. Uh, were you looking for something specific? She or says, yeah, um... I wanted to learn more about some artist named Jakanovich. Hmm. Is that somebody he would have had any uh, knowledge of or any reason? Well, give me know? an appraisal roll. Ooh, no good. 75. 75. Give me a history um, roll then. Hmm, I don't think I've heard of You're going to need a yeah. hard pass. Unless it could be under some other name I'm not thinking of. And he kind of repeats the name aloud a few times. Oof, even worse at 91. Ooh, okay. You have no idea who this Doesn't artist sound is. sound familiar, but uh, I could certainly do a little research. Is there a number I could reach you back at in uh, maybe an hour or so? Or maybe more, just in case. I don't know how, uh, how obscure this uh, artist is, but I'm sure I can find something. She, she says, are you asking me for my number? <laughs> you got me. He says, I, I suppose I am, for more than one reason in this case. She goes, yeah, um, sure, and she writes it down for you. Nice. Uh, says, well done there. Uh, people don't usually stump me like that with historical references. And he kind of puts his fist on his hips and looks a little, not frazzled, but surprised. I think some people call themselves professionals. And he kind of you know, plays with his little scraggly beard. It's probably not much of a beard at all. Just some little chin fuzz. He thinks to himself, future note, I should totally shave for tomorrow. <laughs> Before Millie leaves, she says to you about this artist, uh, Jakanovich. She says, you know, the reason I'm looking up for this artist is, um, well, I had some distant uncle that passed away recently, and he didn't have any... I guess any closer relatives, and I inherited as uh, some sort of statue by that artist. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, he, he actually takes his leather-bound book out and does the old <laughs> make sure there's no dust on the tip of his pencil, and he's like, okay, uncle's inheritance, statue. Uh, have you seen the statue? Tell me a little more about it. Is it a person or creature or um, animal or what... Uh, what do you have there? She says it's it's hard to describe. Um, it isn't pleasant to look at. It's got weird 
bends and angles to it. It kind of looks like a person's head trying to swallow itself. Is the best way I could describe it. Hmm. Okay. And uh, he pencils in abstract. Okay. Well, that gives me something to work with. Um, I don't suppose you have any idea how long your uncle may have had this statue, do you? He kind of probes a little deeper. Says, I have no idea. I didn't really know the guy. Hmm. Uh, what about your uncle's name himself? Maybe I could find some information on how he uh, acquired this unusual statue. His name was Charles Thiebly. Charles Thiebly. Okay, that should help. Uh, he checks the spelling, make sure he has it all right, just for whatever accuracy that may matter in the future. Okay. He says, well, uh, I... I gotta say, Millie, that's probably the most interesting uh, request we've had in some time. And uh, he's genuinely interested in this. Uh, there's a lot of points here that are kind of unknown at the moment, and it's certainly more interesting than dusting off old shelves and taking spider webs out of the corners of windows. She goes, she goes well, I'm glad I can make your day interesting at least. And she gives you a little smile and a nod, and uh, she leaves the bookstore all right well uh yeah i guess he'd probably be uh he'd probably need a moment to kind of collect himself after all that uh pretty exciting stuff does the old um you know hands together uh like monty burns for a minute there (laughs) the the, uh finger the pyramid fingers and so yeah he probably uh collects his things and sits down and thinks for a moment takes another sip of his coffee this game is going pretty well He's got a date, you know. Everything, everything's so wonderful. Far, so far, cool. things are looking that, looking pretty me. good. It's my favorite. So, <laughs> let's take uh, an hour uh, passes by. <laughs> uh, nothing much happens on your end at the bookshop there. Does anybody Walter. else come in, or is it completely quiet? It, there's people in? that come and go. They just kind of looky lose that kind of thing. But we're gonna change our focus over to. Uh, Ms. Snakehole, Heather, who gets, who is at home uh, right now. It's about two in the afternoon. I'm going to say that you're probably getting ready for your usual nighttime shift or, or having like, would you, would you say your character would be having breakfast or lunch at two o'clock in the afternoon? Breakfast. 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 Stays up all probably night. just coffee too. Yeah. To your party animal? Yeah. Okay. All right. She works hard. She plays works hard. hard plays hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, it's the bartenders. That will not be my voice. By the way. <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I could never keep that up. I'd a twenty-seven-year-old so sounding the like that. The young Marge. Don't worry Simpson. about it, hon. Uh, I've been Marge. smoking since I was six years old. What are you drinking? <laughs> you want a cherry with that? <laughs> You're at home eating breakfast around two o'clock in the afternoon when your phone rings. You got one of those, uh, one of those weird like football phones or something like that, something wacky. Yes. Uh, football phone or possibly one of those hamburgers kiss, that opens the lips. up. Oh, the yeah, lip would be good. Yeah. The lips. The lips. Yeah, the lips. It's got, like, That's a great. It's got one. rhinestones that are multicolored all over the back of it. You know it, baby. <laughs> so you pick up your lips phone and uh, what do you say? Hello? 
And on the other end is your godmother, who you refer to as Aunt Millie. Millie says to you over the phone, she goes, she goes, hi. Says, hi, Heather. She goes, how are you doing today? Hi, Millie. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Listen, I know you were always telling me to, you know, kind of ease up and relax a little bit more, but... I just wanted to call to let you know I'm excited. I finally did it. I asked a guy out, and he said yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Who is it? Uh, he's this guy I've been talking to. I don't know if I mentioned him before, but he works at the uh, bookshop, the, the old bookshop on Chestnut Street downtown. Is he cute? Uh, that's not important. What's important is... <laughs> That he's he's a real nice guy and he's interesting and we get along really well. Oh, that's so great, Millie. What are you guys doing? Where are you going? Uh, we're going to that fancy. Um, I'm gonna meet him at that fancy French restaurant, Chez uh, Vez Vez. Oh, that's great. I don't know if that's how you say it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that I'm not sure how to pronounce it either. So she um, says to you. So I'm just real excited about this. Um, oh, the other thing. I got this really weird sculpture from an uncle. You're not related to him, uh, but who passed away recently. And uh, the thing honestly kind of creeps me out. I wanna, I'm going to go find out if it's worth any money or anything. I'd like to get rid of it. What is it of? It's hard to say what's it of it's a looks like an old man trying to swallow his own head is the best way i can <laughs> describe it it's hard to oh see it's pretty gruesome i it creeps me out i don't like it i don't think that's going to be worth any money well i don't know i wanted to look up the artist <laughs> but i can't find him any i i I have the uh, that guy that I'm going on a date with actually trying to find books on him. Has he ever heard of him? No, he hasn't heard of him either. I haven't heard of this artist, Jakanovich. Have you heard of him? You can give me a, no. an, an appraisal you know roll if you want. Artists. <laughs> or history. What's that? Yeah, you want to roll the, the, the two dice that go together that I showed you? Yeah. The tens and the <laughs> the other ten-sided die? Yeah. All right. So you roll those together, and you want to get lower than your... You want to actually get lower than your uh, appraisal score. Not triple zero. So basically, you want to get... Triple zeros is real bad. Zeros, one, two, three, four, or four. Or equal to, right? No, wait, no. One of those is a fail. Okay, not triple zeros. Okay, so one through five, unless you put some points into them, that's, no. that's usually an obscure <laughs> skill there. Pass. No pressure or anything. Just a super hard. Did you goal. pass? So just, I don't know. You said not to do it. All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm Go gonna do it. it. Did you roll? Is it lower than sixty-one? Oh, no. Five. <laughs> I think I rolled the wrong dice. You rolled a sixty-one. Yeah. No, that's good. That you you rolled it right. It's what? just you you didn't pass. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> you haven't heard of this guy. That's no, all. That makes, that makes sense. Okay. 
Right. Uh, no, I haven't heard of him. Nope. So she says to you, well, uh, I haven't heard of him either, but, well, we'll find out, see if it's actually worth anything. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay, good luck on your date. Just thanks. And uh, hangs up with you. And we're going to fast forward a little bit. Uh, Jenny, or Jenny, your character, Heather, goes through uh, her routine of probably, like, I'm going to guess, like, maybe working out or something like that, and showering and then getting does she wear makeup is she that kind of girl yeah yeah so getting her makeup putting her face together dressing just right for uh the job that she works at which is at a bar that is kind of divey and not really she she looks too pretty for this bar anyway We'll say that, even though I think your character has an appearance of 55. Yeah. Yeah, most people in this are below that, so. <laughs> you got some uggos coming Perfect. in. Perfect. <laughs> That's my wheelhouse. So, your clientele is mm, mostly older dudes. Uh, you get some uh, people who may or may not be connected, so to speak come in mob connected and actually one of these people that you see is at the bar and he's a he's a regular in here his name is lenny and he comes and sits down with another regular a friend of his uh by the name of tommy slick you and tommy there uh lenny have been you know uh friends for a while you both uh are connected he a little bit maybe a little bit more so than you but you guys have been friends for a while you and tommy slick here and in terms of what tommy looks like he's shorter guy uh kind of stocky build uh large bulbous nose but uh slicks back hair like complete wet look greasy looking almost and into a uh ponytail in the back Looks like water would bead right off of him. <laughs> but that's your boy. Getting jelly, yeah. Getting real thick. So but that's your boy. Your uh, you and him come into your regular bar where you guys frequent. Uh, this is the dive bar known as the Fireside Tavern. It's so Fireside named because Tavern. it used to be a old firehouse in like the 1900s, like the the early 1900s. Grab it. Um, and it's now called the Fireside Tavern. The place, you know, it looks like it's falling apart. Um, it was, you know, a working firehouse for many years, but probably got converted over in, like, the 50s to a bar. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the sign out front says, you know, Fireside Tavern, established 1953. And, the, like I said, the place is kind of falling apart. The bar has all kinds of chips and nicks in it. You know, you can almost get splinters on it if it weren't for the this fact that they kept re-varnishing it. Um, I like you slide a, bar, a drink down the bar and it always falls yes, over on one of the Yes, it gets houses. caught yeah. on certain spots. <laughs> it, has, it has a shuffleboard table, but there's been spots in it that have been weird, worn so those, down that, you know, you, you can just aim groups. for that spot yeah. and it'll stick every time. And uh, the place is a real shithole. It stinks like cigarettes and cigars Grab half stool, the time. Throw my jacket over it before I sit down. 
Yeah, when it doesn't smell like cigarettes, it smells like cigars. Like an old Laid hotel room. Yeah. I unroll a pack of soft pack from my soft sleep. pack. Nice. Let up. <laughs> <laughs> Tap it down. Tommy Slick goes uh, sends over to you. He goes, uh, "Hey there, uh, Lenny. Uh, drinks are on me tonight." Hey, let me get a let me get a cause then. Goes, uh, all right. Uh, hey there, uh, Heather. Heather. What's up, Len? What's up, Tommy? He goes, hey there, Heather. Uh, get us two cores lights and uh, why don't you keep the change for yourself there? And he hands you a five. That's the cores original, bud. Give him a jab. I'm talking gold. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing, actually. <laughs> Thanks a lot, honey. He goes, he goes uh, you're good. You're good people there, Heather. We like, we like having you around. I like you having you around. <laughs> So, the night goes through with, uh, you know, the you guys have a couple beers at the bar. Um, people come and go. And the shots start. Yeah, shots, shots start pouring <laughs> yeah, shots. eventually. You gotta, yeah, you gotta do a shot with us. Mm-hmm. You know, festivities, hangovers. Hey, Heather. <laughs> Heather, come do a shot with us. Ah, I'm still hungover from last night. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> still hung over, We're still go, still going through with it. What a trooper! <laughs> so uh, why don't you pour us a couple shots of sambuca? Yeah, buka it up. Ah, uh, I'm not doing sambuca. I'll do a kamikaze. You guys can have sambuca. All right, all right. You know, we'll do whatever. It's all on me. Sounds fair. Sounds fair. And uh, he whips out a ten, and he. Puts it on the table and says, uh, another round of shots. He goes, uh, for me, uh, my fella, for him. And he points to, to another guy who's, who's at the other end of the bar. He's been there the whole time uh, pounding back drinks. You haven't seen him before, though. But he's been pounding back drinks. He looks pretty slosh. He's a, kind of a big, fat guy. I see a great big, fat person. Uh, but Tommy Slick buys him, a, buys him a drink, and he kind of picks his head up wearily and... Uh, you know, raises the shot glass when you guys do. And everyone has a shot, and festivities continue through. It is a Friday night Friday. after all. You guys, you know, you guys are union guys. You and Tommy Slick. So it's Friday night, union night. And uh, the uh, night goes through without a hitch for the most part until about... Uh, we're going to say about midnight or so. Right around midnight, you hear a mmm, mmm, mmm. Tommy reaches down, grabs his pager, takes a look at it, and goes, uh, he holds it upside down, and goes, uh, hey, Heather, can I borrow the phone or do I have to use the pay phone? Oh, you could use our phone. Okay, thanks. So you hand him the phone, he picks it up, dials the number. Uh, you can overhear him, Lenny, on the phone. And you just hear his side of the conversation where he goes, Yeah, this is Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight? All right. Okay. How heavy? Do we need a truck? 
Okay. And he hangs up. He stands up from the bar and uh, puts down puts down a, uh, another five on the bar and just says, uh, you know, that's that's for you, Heather. Thanks, thanks for letting me use the phone. Uh, and he turns to you, Lenny, and he says, uh, hey, uh, I got to go. Um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, I'll talk to you on Monday. Next time I see you. All right. Yeah, all right. Uh, you uh, you be safe there. We'll do. We'll do. Don't work too much overtime. He laughs at that, and uh, he gets up, says bye, and uh, leaves. And the night continues on. People keep drinking. What do you? How how late are you staying there, Lenny? Uh, probably not too much later. I mean, I don't know. Lenny doesn't. He's just kind of. I feel like he would stay out with his buddy, but after being there alone, he'd probably just go home, sit there alone as well. At home? Oh, yeah. sad. Yeah, sit in front of the TV, you know, <laughs> microwave, uh, microwave a little dinner, sit in his undies. It's a long week, you know, it's only Friday. He usually has stuff to do on the weekend. All right. You know, as far as work. It's always got hauling to do. Yeah. Who knows what it is, There's but so it's got to go somewhere. Time. All right. Um... So, after he leaves, that one dude is still sticking around the whole time. The dude that's been sitting in the back, the big fat guy at the bar. Mm -hmm. And he just keeps ordering drinks and he starts nursing them and just kind of hanging out there. Uh, Two o'clock starts to come around and he's still in the same spot, kind of wobbling in his chair a little bit. So what do you do about this guy who's just wobbling there in his chair? Everyone else has left at this point. Okay. And there's this guy just standing uh, there. You kind of want to close up, I'm guessing. It's two in the morning. Yeah. I'll probably just say, all right, uh, hey, hon, we're closing up. Going to settle out these drawers. You getting a ride home? Who's, uh, how about instead of getting a ride home, you... You can give me a ride home. You can come home with me, baby. No, thank you. I got a lot of work to do here. You want me to call you a cab? Because, uh, how about instead of calling me a cab, you just give me your number? Slap. (laughs) I say no thank you. And it's time to go. And the guy gets a little agitated at that. And he goes, he goes, what, what? I've been in here all day hanging out. You know, you've been you've been making conversation with me, you know, saying hi and stuff, giving me the flirty eye. You've been flirting with me, right? Just doing my job. Just it's time to go. Don't make me don't make me call the cops. Uh, He he gets up and goes. He pushes his chair. He he kicks his bar stool out. You know, makes that uh, sound. And he stands up and he. Kind of stumbles backwards a little bit, almost falls over. He goes, "You're a bitch, you know that." All right, have a nice night. <laughs> and he uh, he kind of stumbles out of the place. Uh, Heather, you finish closing up. Uh, you count out the till. Uh, count out your tips. Got pretty good tips today. Little customers you were, you got a decent amount of tips. And then you yeah, go to leave the, the bar, and it is it is cold out, like super cold. The no. winter coat that you have uh, just isn't quite enough. The 
pants with the leggings underneath even. Uh, the wind's just blowing right through them and you kind of grip your coat a little tighter to yourself. As you're doing that, you hear a voice behind you. This is after you've locked up now. You hear a voice behind you go, Hey, I can keep you warm. <laughs> this fucking guy. This guy. Uh, right now, there's no one around on the street where you're at. I'm going to start running. Jogging away. Jogging. Walking faster. Okay. What is your move rate? Uh, under pal. Oh, seven. Move rate, seven. Okay. Yeah, seven. All right. Um, well, this guy uh, kind of starts to keep pace with you a little bit. Uh, he's not really walking a straight line, but he's still managing to kind of keep up with you a little bit. And he's kind of going, hey, where do you think you're going? All right, can I pull out my mace and threaten to mace him? Uh, you absolutely can. So you pull out your mace, you threaten to mace him, and uh, I'll tell you what, you can give me a roll for Intimidate. I don't know if you have anything under Intimidate. If you don't, it's a 15% chance, which means you roll those two dice again, okay. and you want to get under 15. Would that be an advantage with, with mace? Nobody wants to get maced, especially like real mace. No, it's all, <laughs> she's just going to need a regular pass. That's... Mm -hmm. That's the advantage point. with the mace. Mm. Okay. This guy is bigger than her. Okay. 50. 50. Okay. So, you have two choices right now. You can either uh, make up the difference by spending luck points. You can retry the roll again by pushing the roll. Uh, just maybe say something more threatening again or you can just leave Doing it at that and you do not threaten them. What happens if I just like go home with him so he leaves me alone? And <laughs> <laughs> you get married. Fuck it. <laughs> it's cold as shit out here. Yeah, um, so is that what you want to do? <laughs> this guy's kind of gross. Nah, nah. I won't, I won't start off okay. like this. All right. All right, so what can I do? <laughs> so I can ro push it or take luck points? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can either spend the spend luck points to make up uh, the difference, or you can push the roll if you want to try again. Yeah, can I just mace him? You can totally do that, uh, but that will initiate combat. Uh, I'm going to die already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to make something. <laughs> We're starting off with a bang. Okay. Well, I mean, not necessarily. So, what's your bang. what's your deck score? Spray him in the face with some. What's your deck score, Jenny? Forty-five. Forty. Forty. Forty-five. Forty-five. Okay. So, his dexterity is a little lower. So you're going to go first. All right. Okay. So what you do is I don't know what what does it should be at the bottom where it says weapons yeah there should be something that uh, says like where your mace is and it says regular hard extreme yeah alright so you just have to pass your regular roll on this one uh, he's going to you, well actually let's see what you have to get 
So right now you just have to do a regular roll. Just pass a regular roll. Alright. Let's see. Fuck. <laughs> Come on, Mason. 90. What did you get? So okay. Man. That's Super okay high. because this guy crit failed. I rolled triple fucking zeros, oh. dude. Yeah, first roll with these new dice. Sleep with this dirt bag. First thing, first roll with these new dice is fucking stupid. Um, first enemy. So this scumbag, uh, drunken scumbag, uh, starts to stumble towards you, and uh, he actually trips and falls, and then he rolls over on his back and is like, "Hey, can you help me up?" Here, grab this mace. Yeah, and you just mace him right in the fucking face. I'm gonna say. Yes. And he clutches at his face. He's like, ah! You can get, get away. Okay. You're gonna want to roll at that this over point. in the snow there. Um, if you sprint away, uh, how did you get here? Anyway, did you drive a car? Do you take public transit? I probably walked. Probably walks. Mm -hmm. You live nearby? I live nearby in an apartment with a roommate. With a roommate. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling the original Terminator vibe. She's going down. Ooh, that's a good name for her I just roommate. feel like she couldn't she couldn't afford she couldn't afford an apartment in the city by herself. There's no way. Okay. Ginger What's a good last name there? Crusty Bottom. Ginger Krusty Bottoms. <laughs> yes! And Heather Snakehole. Snakehole and Krusty Bottoms. <laughs> oh no. Ginger. Never go there. Her name is Ginger Fredrickson. Aww. Aww. Make sure you just jot down Krusty Bottoms. I totally did. <laughs> Maybe you call her Krusty Bottoms. <laughs> That's just her nickname. It's a. Maybe everybody calls her Krusty Bottoms, but she doesn't know. Aww. All right, so you get home, and uh, or you, I'm say you run home. Yeah. Give me a Constitution roll. That's con, at the top yeah. characteristics. Yeah. Say, I know I made that one high. Cause I'm slow, but I can run forever. <laughs> Sixty-six. Is that a pass? Is that under your? con score yeah it's under mm -hmm. all right so you make it home uh maybe just slightly winded but uh pretty okay you're in fairly good shape i'm gonna guess you're the type of girl that probably works out every day or does something yeah, for our she's in 20s she don't need she don't yeah. need to <laughs> sweating to the oldies gotcha so you get home your roommate is already asleep in her room but uh the phone rings in your house again, you pick up your lip okay. phone, and on the other end of the line is your boss. And he says, uh, Heather, Heather, um, listen, tomorrow I'm going to need you to work a double. So from uh, noon to 2 a.m., you going to be able to do that? Yeah, I guess. So, Saturday, what, what, is, what is Lenny doing on um, Saturday? I mean, do I have a... Uh any work available generally he just kind of buries himself in the job you know 
Well, there's no, no work so available you right now. Really? It's party time. Uh, it's, it's a Saturday. You have off. Well, I suppose I could wash the truck. So I'm going to spend the morning doing that. I got to vacuum out the inside. You know, I got to, <laughs> I got to, um, it's a, it's a big, a big cab to, to wax and polish. Okay. Uh, you're washing your truck Chrome. out there on your, on your street where you, you have a, you're, you're in one of those South Philly neighborhoods where the street's very narrow. Yet you have this big box truck that you park kind of big. on the sidewalk. And it kind of pisses off your, mm-hmm. kind of pisses off your one neighbor, Walter. It's like the big, big cab. That's that's that's, uh, that's pretty much the only thing I own. Walter, you see, you wake up in the morning and you see, uh, you look out and you see your one neighbor down the street there, uh, the guy that you suspect has ties to the mob, Lenny, and there he is washing that monstrosity <laughs> of a truck that he has out there. That he has no business parking. That you think he has no business parking on the shakes his head, um, sucks his teeth on that narrow street, <laughs> sips his coffee, disgust. No, not really disgust, but he definitely sneers a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, is, is there any snow on the ground or ice, or is it uh, clear out there? How's the walking about? It's clear out. Um, there's no snow on the ground right now, but it is it is frigid as hell. <sighs> well, who would who would wash their truck in a day like this anyway yeah he cracks open the window a little bit actually not a little bit he probably lifts it up all the way and looks through the screen at you there lenny he's like you uh planning on getting frostbite there lenny look over at him and say uh hey you know been out for a while i got a couple couple days uh gotta get the fries out from under the uh the seats you know gross uh just using my time wisely Minding my business. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, then. And, uh, with that, he, uh, he kind of just nods and doesn't look very jovial and slowly closes the window again. So, um, as you, you wash your, your truck and you guys have a little exchange there, uh, you can see that ice is starting to form already on the, on the ground from any kind of water um, or anything that you're using. I, I... I don't think maybe washing would be the right word. Just pretty much maybe wiping down the windows and um, wiping it down, but mostly cleaning out the inside, I guess. If it is super cold, you know, I got I got to run. Okay, I got to clean the inside, the cab, and whatnot. And probably the music too, but you know, the windows are closed. People can maybe hear it. Get the music going. That's probably what uh, might have been what drawed your attention out there. Yeah, stray cats. I got a, I got a Stray Cats cassette. <laughs> so Saturday goes by. Uh, do you work at the bookshop on Saturday? I have a feeling that he would probably be there today, um, with uh, this new interest in the statue and this artist uh, Jakanovitz. I think he'd probably be uh, okay. looking through some books. So uh, you spend your day kind of trying to look up stuff about this Jakanovich guy. You see his work in a, in a couple of um, art books that have multiple artists in them. Though you're having a tough time finding anything that's specifically about the artist himself. Give me a library use role. Oof, getting even worse. 94. 
So I guess is there nothing Did, at the uh, the shop here, Joe Clocks? Joe Clocks, that's right, Joe Clocks Bookshop. Um, at Joe Clocks, uh, you're having a tough time finding anything, but you know, you if you want to dig a little deeper, spend a little bit more time, maybe you can find something. But you got a lot of books to pour through. Well, a lot of I'm catalogs thinking, to go um, through too. It might be a little better if I check the main library. Maybe do a little trip over there. Okay. All right, uh, take a little trip over to the main library then that afternoon. And at the main library, uh, give me another library use roll. Apparently, I need to warm these dice up. <laughs> Ooh, 54, no good. I thought you had a 60 something for your library use. No, that's only 45. 45. Okay. Um, so you're at the library going through catalogs, going through uh, art books, um, biographies, uh, not finding a whole lot on this guy. You're seeing works from him, but nothing about the artist himself. Hmm. Uh, I wonder, are there any like auction records or I don't know... Uh... It, where there would be information pertaining to the acquisition of this uh, statue, but maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Maybe I should be looking for the statue itself or pieces of his that have been sold at auctions. But before I go that route, I think I might also check with the librarian to see if they might be able to uh, aid my search. Okay, this will be pushing the roll if All you right. want to do that. I will. <laughs> Still no luck, 62. Darn it. All right, so um, even with the librarian's help, you guys take a couple hours, and uh, before you know it, it's, the library's actually closing. It's about 5 o'clock. I guess uh, it's unfortunate, but not completely unexpected. It seems like a pretty obscure piece. Uh, although I wonder, is uh, this artist you know, from any particular period? Is it like a Gothic uh, artist or Baroque or anything like you know, back, super far back in the day? His work seemed to be mostly focused on early 20th century. Okay. Well, that's something at least. So fairly modern, I guess you would say, artist. Fairly modern anyway. Not, you know, definitely not classical. All right. Well, then I note in my little book that I will check with some of the local art galleries and or auction uh, houses. Maybe I can see, uh, or maybe even back it up and do a little research into Charles Thiebly himself. See if there's anything I can find out about this guy that might help out my search. Okay. Um, but for another time. I if you want to go that route, give me... You know what? Give me a luck roll. There's a good one on a two. You, you look through the uh, phone book and you find one uh, that looks... You know, they got, they got like an actual ad in the phone book, not just their number kind of thing. Pretty big. Well, fairly big. It just kind of stands out a little bit. You're drawn to this one. It's the Ventucci Art Gallery out on the, uh, it's out by the main line. Okay. Well, that sounds like a good out, start. Out past the main line, like Bala Kenwood area. Dig it. Okay. Well, I'll make some more notes and uh, record that number if it's with the ad. Probably the address too, just for uh, sake of completeness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think with that, 
at least I got somewhere to start. Uh, I'm going to head back to the place and uh, shave up, you know, make sure my Tom Selleck mustache is nice and uh, proper. And, uh, <laughs> so um, you're heading back friends. back to the bookstore or back? <laughs> no, no, back to my place. All right. So you get that information about the Ventucci Art Gallery. You go home. Yep. And uh, you pass by your neighbor's house. And what is uh, what has... Letty done for the oh, afternoon. Right. Just kind of sit out um, and watch TV or something. Uh, Catch a little Mork and Mindy. I don't know. I mean, wait, it's Saturday. Yeah, maybe I'll go. I'll go out to the bar. You know, get get some roast beef at the strip club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, where else? <laughs> what do you mean they got meat at other places? Nice little buffet. So, <laughs> I guess uh, later on in the afternoon, you head over to the bar. Hey there, Heather. Uh, sorry about last night. I, uh, I don't know. I guess the beast just caught up with me. He still looks as tired as he did last night. His, my dark circles might be darker. That's all right, Lenny. I wish you would have stuck around. That creep at the end of the bar tried to follow me home. Uh, you all right there? What happened? I'm all right. He tripped on his own fat feet, and I maced him in the face. <laughs> hey, he got what he deserved. Looks like uh, Heather doesn't take shit, so <laughs> she's a tough broad. You gotta be. Hey, let me get a uh, lunch special there and uh, Coors Gold. You got it, bud. All right, so you guys uh, hang out for a little bit. Um, and uh, eventually it starts to get a little bit later in the day, around 8 o'clock or so. You know that your godmother your or Aunt Millie has that date tonight. Oh. You think maybe, uh, maybe you call her, see how she's preparing for it before tonight's, you know, planned date. I think maybe give her a quick call. Maybe give her some pointers on what to do on a date since you know it's been quite some time since she's been on one. All right. Right. So you go to call Aunt Millie uh, at her place, and there's no answer. Done, done. No, not an answering machine or anything. It just keeps ringing. Does she live close? She lives up in the Northeast, so not very close to South Philly. You know, no answer from her is a little weird on a Saturday since she doesn't do too much. She usually stays at home and reads and stuff, but she could be out food shopping or something. Um, if I may, I think I probably would have went home at some point, um, in the evening and then would have been coming back, you know, maybe around nine or so, you know, you gotta go freshen up and get some dinner. I can't drink all day, every day. Right, right, right. So you do step out, grab yourself some food for a little bit. (laughs) But I don't have too much to do, so I would, I would be going back. I'll bring a coffee for Miss Snakehole. She's on a double. (laughs) You're the sweetest. Stump at the Wawa. For some, uh, get yourself a hot dog or a hoagie. And wind up coming back to the bar eventually. What, what time would you say you, you come back to the bar? Nine. Around nine. All right. Uh, Nine-ish. Heather, yeah. your night is pretty steady. It's a Saturday night, so you made some decent, you made some decent tips this afternoon. And tonight looks like the money's going to keep flowing. Is this the kind of place that got like pretzels or nuts on the bar, but you might not want to eat them? Definitely. Because I think I would eat them. Yeah, I, I, sounds I, I like totally, it. 
I eat the shit out of them. You don't All know right. whose hand's been Always. in those in those nut bowls. You just take it right and make sure there's no fingernails in your head. Yeah. It's good for you. Spiders. Mm, delicious. Mm, there's some fiber. So you guys continue to, you know, have your regular Saturday night drink. But uh, let's get to Walter. Walter, it is about 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to assume that you have already showered, shaved, and all that kind of stuff for your date tonight. All that stuff. I got my best suit that I haven't worn in like four years. It's like, you know, it's been hanging up. I had to dust it off first. Get that lint roller Right, out. yeah. <laughs> or actually, no, he's more, he's probably the guy who has like the extra boxes of packing tape from like, you know, keeping old things safe. So he just like grabs a little handful of that and just pats it on himself. Gets all the dust off of the suit shoulders. Not suit, but I mean, okay. I'm sure he's got a nice button down shirt. And... Been a while since you've been on a date too. Yeah, absolutely. These clothes are probably 20 years Definitely. old that he's wearing. So, you get dressed up, and uh, you head to uh, Shave Vivez, and uh, you get to the restaurant, and the maitre d' is there, and he says, uh, can I help you, sir? Yes, uh, I'm expecting a, uh, a plus one. I was hoping to have a table for two tonight. Ah, yes, sir. A table for two... Uh, that shouldn't be a problem, uh, if you don't mind waiting uh, about uh, two hours for the table. Ooh. It's eight o'clock. It's pretty, yeah. Well, I suppose, uh, I suppose my, actually I look around, uh, I don't suppose my uh, guest already uh, beat me here, uh, is, uh, uh no, you don't about s- the grounds? You don't see Millie around anywhere. Hmm, okay. Says, well, uh, it seems my plus one hasn't arrived yet anyway, so uh, he looks around. Is there anywhere to sit down? Or they got like a little waiting yeah, area? Yeah, it's like a little bench at, or, uh, actually, near the, the front podium. Is there a bar around? You got, got a little lounge There's a bar. area here? There's so, a bar. Yeah, maybe well. I'll just uh, have a drink and uh, wait for my friend. Uh, he kind of describes her a bit and says, uh, you know, she should be along any time now if... Uh, if she gets here and I don't notice her, maybe you could uh, direct her towards me? And gestures towards an open seat at the bar you'd like to occupy. Okay. So you find a, a seat at the bar. Uh, it's little. It's kind of packed, but uh, you sit, jam in and you manage to find a spot and kind of jam yourself in a little bit. Uh, a between little two other people who look like they're on dates. Or between two other couples that look like they're on dates. Okay. Uh, and you're just kind of sitting there by yourself for a while. You order a drink. Gets like a, a seltzer water plus a drink. You know, kind of tries to balance it out, stay hydrated, and not get too tipsy before. Yeah, he's not trying to get wasted before. Gets, yeah, yeah. His date arrives. So you still wait there, and uh, half hour goes by, an hour goes by, mm-hmm. and it looks like maybe she's not going to be showing up. Yeah, I think probably around the 45-minute mark, he would have started thinking about maybe uh, giving her a call, uh, see if everything's still according to plan or if he got anything wrong. So at the hour mark, uh, he would definitely either ask the bartender if there's a phone he could use uh, and go from there, I guess. Okay. Uh, he asked the bartender for a phone. He says, uh, sir, there's a pay phone at the, uh, near the coat shack. Of course. He says, uh, well... Uh, I'll just be right back then. And he sets the napkin on top of his drink. The universal, I'll be right back sign. <laughs> All right. 
And uh, so he goes over to the you go over to the uh, payphone and dial up Millie's number, and the phone rings, and it rings, and it rings, and there is no answer, no no, and no answering machine picks up. <laughs> well, I suppose uh, that's unusual, unfortunate. Um, I wouldn't suspect he would know her address. Maybe there's something on file at the bookstore for some reason, but. Uh, I don't know that he'd be able to pursue it much further than the phone number, uh, depending on how how well he knows old Millie here. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's probably the kind of guy to err on the side of caution. So just in case she is going to show up and, you know, I've already waited here half of the waiting time for a table for two anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll just continue to slowly sip my drinks and uh, maybe just dine alone if, uh, if nobody shows up. I'm not going to waste the Saturday night. You continue to sip on your drink, and uh, you're getting pretty hungry at this point. I believe it. Um, and it doesn't look like she's showing up. Well, that part's unfortunate, but uh, I am still hungry, so at this fancy restaurant, I think I'm going to order something. Okay, so you go back to the maitre d'. Yes, sir. Uh, table for one? He uh, He nods and... Kind of looks down a little uh, sulky, I guess, but uh, uh-huh. he kind of, you know, shrugs it off. He says, yeah, I guess uh, my plus one is a plus none, after all. Uh, that is a shame, <laughs> sir, but uh, a table for one is just as hard to forget to come by as a table for two, you see. It would probably be about another hour before the uh, table is ready. Says, uh, you see diners that there are coming. You see that there are people leaving and... The people coming in, and it looks like maybe they have reservations or something. Yeah, yeah. He says, well, uh, you know what? Maybe it's just not in the cards tonight. He says, uh, no need to uh, prepare a table for me. The drinks are fine. And okay. uh, with that, he finishes up his drink. You know, maybe I'll head over to Little Pete's on 17th. Little Pete's. Greasy hole in the wall. Got some great sandwiches. Lots Ooh, of food. okay. Sadly, no longer there, but I'm sure it was in its prime back in the 80s. Okay, so you head on over to uh, Little Pete's, get yourself a little greasy sandwich. Not quite the fancy fare that you were ha- had planned on, but uh, still pretty good eats. He's, yeah, he'd probably look at it like, meh, probably save me 50 to 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets a nice Italian hoagie with oil. On okay. His, the works. Oh, classic, always good. After you get your hoagie, what do you do to go home or... Um, you know, I mean, it's still pretty early, I guess. Um, it's Saturday night. Uh, I guess what, uh, what day in the month is it? It's not like the day after first Friday, is it? All right, so we're in February, and, uh, let's say it wasn't first Friday, but, uh, second Friday of the month, which is the 8th. Okay. All right, so, so that would be this, uh, February 8th. well, that would be the 8th was yesterday. The ninth would be today, Saturday. Uh, what time is it now? Uh, it's it's sandwich. it's approaching ten o'clock. Got you. Well, you know, I'm gonna look around. Do they have a payphone in or outside of Little Pete's here? Uh, on the street they do. All right. Take my sandwich to go and uh, head to that payphone. Okay, you take your sandwich to go. You head down to the payphone on the street there. It's a little dirty. Kind of scummy. Looks like some asshole may have 
smeared some something sticky on there. Ugh. He groans and keeps walking for the next one. Okay. <laughs> next one's a little bit uh, more respectable. It doesn't look like anyone has smeared anything on it, but it's still, you know, payphone, a little beat up. All right. He pulls his, uh, his handkerchief from his breast pocket. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was trying to look fancy tonight, and he wipes down the, uh, the earpiece and the receipt, or I guess the mouthpiece. All right. So you never, can't be too careful these days. And he mumbles to himself. And, um... He's going to call the Ventucci Art Gallery and see if there's any reply this late at night. There is uh, an answer at the Ventucci Art Gallery. They go, uh, hello, uh, Ventucci. Oh, uh, good to hear you're still available. Um, Actually, we're about to close, but is there something I can help you with? Yes, actually. I was looking for some information on a very uh, apparently obscure artist I'm having a hard time tracking down. Uh, might you have any information on an artist last name Jakanovitz? Earliest 20th, early 20th century? And he says, um, Jakanovich, give me a psychology role. Where is that? Ooh, 10%. Not so good. 39, unfortunately, no. All right. Uh, he does pause for a second, and he says, um, what, what was it that you wanted to know about, uh, about Jakanovich? Well, uh, I'm actually doing some research for a customer of mine. Uh, I'm a bit of an antiquarian, and I like to uh, restore and restore old pieces. Uh, I've had an inquisition about a strange uh, inheritance, some sort of abstract statue that was made by this uh, Jakanovitz and Jakanovitz. She's I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, all the uh, research I've done at the libraries and with books that I have access to have left me with nothing. And you guys seem to be pretty respectable. Thought I'd reach out to you and see what I could find out. He says to you. Um... Well, Jakanovich is kind of a hot commodity right now, actually. Um, uh, anything else aside from that that you'd like to know about him? If you have time to come down to the gallery, you know, if it depends on how busy we are, but we could probably talk a little bit about uh, Jakanovich to you if, if you would be so inclined to do so. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I mean... I'd like to uh, see if this piece has any value and uh, you know, <clears throat> advise the person who made the inquiry in the first place. So, um, yeah, I suppose depending on what your schedule's like, uh, I could make a trip up there whenever you're available and go from there. It says to you, uh, okay, uh, well, we'll be open again on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, that will be our, ne- our next... Our next uh, available day that we will be open all right well that gives me some time to do a little research all right thanks for your time says, no problem uh we open on tuesday at noon all right he writes that down too it's past 10 o'clock or it's 10 o'clock you cut your losses and head home or no actually i think we're gonna go back to my study at the bookstore um because I found some information, and uh, I mean, the being stood up part, as salty as that is, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he still does have a job to do, so I'm going to see if we have Millie's address on file. Okay. And at the very least, check in on her. See, I see. Uh, 
whatever happened. So you uh, go back to the bookshop and you do look up some, you know, some of the files there. And she has a line of credit there um, and actually has her uh, address on file. Well, that's certainly helpful. Uh, it's up in the northeast, so it's it's a it's a little bit of a drive away. Do you drive? Do you take public transit? Uh, for a trip up to the northeast, he'd probably drive. I forget uh, if he has a vehicle specifically. What's your credit um, rating? It ain't too bad. It's the eighties. We got ninety five now. What is this? Uh, is there no ninety five back then? Uh, they completed it in the seventies. Um, so we probably had it like maybe six or seven years now, maybe. I don't know. Credit rating of 30. Uh, he's got a car. Yeah, for something like that, he would definitely drive. Uh, but it is kind of late, and since he didn't really hear from her anyway, he'd probably wait till the morning to pursue anything. So I think I'm probably... Hey, what does he drive? Uh, knowing him, it's probably like a Pinto or... Pinto, know, something, nice. Something a gremlin? Like <laughs> I was thinking yeah, maybe yeah. Like, a, like an old Cadillac. No, no. Ford Fiesta. Yeah. Had her an old escort. Um, well, I guess it'd be new then, but no, I guess uh, takes his sandwich and heads home. Takes a sandwich, heads on home. Do you kind of turn in for the night? Yeah, I mean, at this point, since he got stood up and nothing else is really going on, they probably just uh, have some food, maybe a little watch a little TV, read something, and head to bed. I gotcha. All right, so you finish up your night, just a little salty over being stood up, but still uh, interested in this Jakanovich character and uh you have millie's address you're going to visit her in the morning or call her in the morning whatever you're going to do uh see what's going on with heather and lenny you would usually be seeing uh your friend tommy slick showing up by now uh but he hasn't uh maybe he has something else going on tonight yeah you know uh, sometimes the job goes long you know i don't know where he's got to go what he's got to do but you guys party it up a little bit it starts to be around closing time before you know it, it's 2 a.m. Uh, do you clear out the bar there, Heather? All right. Time to go. Everybody out. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> shut it down. So you shut down the bar. I uh, look around, make, make sure there's no creeps around this town. I feel a little <laughs> bad that I, I left her hanging. That's nice of you. Yeah. Hey, uh, one more shot while everyone's taking off, huh? You got it. I'll do one with you. All right, well, they're on, they're on me there. So you guys do a shot together. A little palling it up. Uh, she leaves, and uh, do you ask him to walk you home, or do you just go home on your own? You just make sure there's no creeps around? No, I probably ask him to walk me home. Sam was just got right. brutalized. So, yeah, you know what? No problem. You oblige her, walk her home. Uh, it's only a couple blocks away. And, uh... We get to the step there. You guys part ways. How far do I live from here? Uh, from you park? live more like a uh, a short car, like a five minute car ride from. Probably there. still walk anyway. You could. Uh, you d- well. It's definitely walkable. Yeah. Right, so you uh, walk Some home, which is probably still better, you know, given that you you've been drinking and everything. Yeah, and I sit down a lot. You know, when I'm, when I'm driving. It's just a lot of sitting. You, know, you don't get exercise on the road, so it's good for me. You know, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> Got to keep them bones warmed That's up. That's how you get hemis. So uh, the walk home is pretty brutal. It's still very cold out, uh, windy. But uh, you managed to drop off Heather 
and your walk home is equally brutal and just longer. Uh, but you guys get home. Heather, you get home and you click on the answering machine. There's no uh, no messages. Uh, you're expecting maybe to hear from Aunt Millie or something about her date. Yeah. All right. So I, I call her. Okay, you call her and it rings. And it rings and it rings and there's no answer and it's two in the morning. Or uh, it was past two in the morning. Let's say it's about 2.30 in the morning. It's okay, I'm probably worried but not too worried because it's 2.30 in the morning. Right. Okay, so you're getting a little bit on the worried side. But I'm going to say you wind up uh, going to bed. When you get home though... Lenny, there is a message on your answering machine. Uh, who, who would be uh, calling me there? This thing never beeps. I'll play the message. And it's, uh, you recognize the voice right away. Uh, it's Chucky, who is a uh, boss, one of the higher ups in the mob uh, that you kind of answer to. Chucky M. I mean, like my boss, uh, as far as the union is concerned, or is that is the one guy that covers pretty much most of what I do, uh, legal and otherwise? Yes. Or do I have two yeah. bosses? No, he covers your your truckers union thing, uh, but he you also kind of answer to him uh, personally sometimes. He on your answering machine says, uh, Lenny. Got a little problem with uh, Tommy. Give me a call when you get a chance. Well, that can't be good. A little problem is always not little. Um, well, shit. If I'm listening to this recorded message, it's already too late. You know, he's not pleased. I'm going to uh, call him, even though it's late. Uh, does it say what time that message was received? Or is it... I don't know the technology exactly. Uh, it does not. No. Okay. Um, well, either way, I, uh, call back immediately. Uh, At what time? Uh, when I get home, I guess it's, uh, probably what, three? It's almost three in the morning. Is that, I mean, do I assume that's a bad time, or, uh, should I just get up early? You think that might not be the best time to contact you? Uh, then I crash. I set an alarm. I'm gonna try to get up early. Okay, you guys have a have a good night's sleep and wake up the next day, all three of you. Uh, oh, good. One and, big bed. And uh, let's go. That's a blessing. Uh, let's start with who who probably wakes up the earliest out of you three, do you think? I wanted to set an alarm and wake up a little early, maybe like 6.37. I didn't get much sleep. Okay, mm. on a Sunday. All right. Yeah. All right, so you probably wake up the earliest out of anyone. And I, I wash myself, and uh, I call Chucky. Okay, you call up Chucky, and Chucky says to you, uh, Lenny, uh, nice to get in touch with you. Uh, there was a little bit of a problem uh, with the job that I sent Tommy on. Uh, he came back with the goods, but... Uh, He's not exactly the same as he was. We don't know what to do with him at this point, but uh, he's a babbling lunatic right now. It seems uh, he's he's gone stugats in the head, you know. No way, no way, not Tommy. Not uh, Tommy Slicks. He came back with uh, what I sent him out for, but 
his whole outlook. He was came back and he was pale and uh, babbling about some monsters or something like that. Somebody drugged him or something. That ain't right. That ain't timing. His family got him committed. Right, his family, huh? Uh, no, not 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 our family. His personal family. Is uh, are we able to visit him at all? Uh, you know where he's at? Well, that's something that I would like to talk to you about. Um, visiting him specifically, but. Uh, We'll talk about that in person. I don't want to talk about that over the phone. Right, right, okay? of course. Uh, uh, and it's Sunday. It is the day of rest, after all. Of course. Uh, so let's uh, allow your friend Tommy to rest his weary mind. And I suggest you do the same. Right, right, yeah. Then I guess I'll see you whenever, uh, whenever you pencil me in there. We'll see you Monday morning. How's that? I'll come down to the I'll come down to the uh, the truck depot, and uh, we can talk then. All right, that sounds good. I'll see you then. What do you say? You go back to sleep? I said put on some Sunday morning TV, maybe pass out, maybe crack a beer, but not really drink it. Just put it down next to me. Okay. <laughs> drink it when I get up. What time Start is early. it? It was like seven seven thirty when I. Okay. Uh, Set the alarm. Later on in the day, though, we've got uh, Walter who wakes up. I'm going to guess Walter wakes up next because I'm going to guess that Heather probably doesn't wake up until at least noon. Yes, sir. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> uh, well, you know, he'd probably start his regular routine, make some coffee, have some breakfast, maybe uh, settle in a little bit and give old Millie a call. You call Millie, and the phone rings and continues to ring, but there's no answer. Ah, uh, that that really is strange. Well, then uh, I'll just have some breakfast and uh, put on some regular, I mean, warm clothes, but otherwise regular, not fancy dress, and uh, head on over to whatever address. Uh, actually, I'd refer to that uh, information I jotted down. Where does she live? In the Lawndale neighborhood. Gotcha. Well, then I guess I'm gonna have to uh, heat up my Pinto, get the uh, get the car warm, and yes. head on up there. So you heat the car up a little bit, uh, you know, leave it running in the in the street for a second before you hop into it because it is still very cold outside. He watches it from the door, though. It's beginning to snow a little bit. Oh, great! I better make this quick. He thinks to himself. All right, so you drive up to the northeast. Uh, mm-hmm. To the Lawndale neighborhood, uh, to the address that you have jotted down, and uh, you pull up to the house. But you see the address; uh, it's it's not uh, it's not particularly decorated in any sort of way. Uh, there's a wreath on the front door, but it looks like it's been there for a while. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, park and lock it up. Head on up to the door. Give it a knock. Uh, you knock on the door. Uh, but there is no response. Hmm, that's weird. Uh, what about the door? Do have any, uh, windows or anything I can see through? There are some windows, but the, uh, curtains are drawn. Oh, okay. Hmm. I wonder, I, uh, take a look around, I guess, uh, 180. Any neighbors about? Uh, there are a couple, 
There, there are no one, no one's uh, around on the street right now. Like, how close are the doors? Like her neighbor's door? Is it something that I could reach from Millie's step? Like, knock on. Oh, the do they share door a porch? Kind of yeah, kind of thing like that. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna give a little rap upon the neighbor's door just in case. Okay, you give a little rap on the neighbor's door. Woman in uh, pink hair curlers and a uh, baby blue robe answers the door. Older lady, about maybe 60 or so. Little, little older than you. Gotcha. I say, well, uh, hey, sorry to trouble you. I know it's freezing out here. I had uh, hoped to reach your neighbor, Millie. Have you seen her recently? I saw her uh, briefly yesterday, but that was about it. Uh, I mean, do you usually see her every day? I mean, uh, I tried to contact her uh, last night, and I uh, haven't been able to reach her again today. Uh, normally, I wouldn't be so worried, but uh, we were supposed to go out to uh, that fancy French restaurant, Chez uh, Viz Viz. And, uh, well, I... I don't think you're pronouncing him... that right. <laughs> uh, he hangs his head for a second. He says, yeah, and I forgot to ask the uh, the waiter how to pronounce it. And, uh... <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I, well, long story short, I thought she would have been excited. I was, anyway. But, uh, see, she also asked me to uh, look into something for her. And, well, I guess uh, if, if you see her, could you just let her know that Walter stopped by? It's, uh, I guess, a little important. So if I see her, tell her to give you a call? Yeah. Okay, all right, I'll let her know. Nice meeting you, Walter. And she closes the door behind her. That lady ain't gonna say shit. She don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, just in case, uh, how how are these row homes set up? Is there, like, an alley that I could walk back through if I were to knock on, or attempt to knock yeah. on the back door? Yeah, keeping time. There's a, there's a small break between a couple of them. They're, they're more, I guess... Twins? I guess more like twins, like duplexes, than, like, a full row of homes. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I mean, I think I might just check the back door just for the sake of kind of thoroughness. Um, I mean, he, he, I would think that he would find it strange that he can't at least get in touch with her. So just to be on the safe side, mm-hmm. uh, I'll check the back door too, if you can get back there. Okay. Uh, you head around back, look in the back door. It looks like there's some things kind of on the floor, like some books and uh, some papers and stuff uh through the back door in the the small section of the window that you can see into the kitchen uh well i mean i give the door a knock just in case she's in the back half of the house and didn't hear the front kind of hard okay give a little knock uh no one comes to the door though uh i don't think i checked the front door but is the back door locked back door is locked okay well then uh dang uh, I do the old, like, you know, hands to the glass, try to block out the sun. Is there anything I can see that's any more of an indication or any uh, clue? As Give me spot, hit, and roll. What might have knocked all these things down, I wonder? 48 is just enough to pass. Nice. That's a pass? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it a hard pass? No, just a regular pass. Okay, you see that uh, some of the books are on the ground. They uh, look like they've been kind of chaotically thrown about almost. Hmm. All right. That seems weird. Maybe 
she was looking for something and didn't feel like putting it away. He kind of mumbles to himself. I mean, the only other thing I could think would be on the way back to the front door, or maybe if there's a back window or something that he can get any better viewpoint or something like that. Uh, otherwise, if there's no better vantage point from any other window, going to go back and try the front door to see if it's locked. There's a window, but it's it's kind of hard to reach. Okay. Hmm. I don't suppose there's a chair about that might uh, make it a little bit easier to look through? Uh, nothing easier than the difficult-to-look-through window. Uh, if you want to try to look through that window, uh, give me a dexterity roll. Uh, well, this can't hurt. It passes. Thirty-two. I mean, try to jump or something and uh, do like a little hang, half okay. hang, kind of look through the window. He's a little guy. Old cat back there. <laughs> Old man. Hey, yeah. Fifty-six-year-old <laughs> dude. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Still got it. <laughs> All right, but uh, do you? Did you pass? Yeah, I do. Okay, so you do manage to uh, bounce yourself easy enough uh, and jump over and kind of lift yourself up a little bit into the window and through this window give me one more spot hit and roll no good 67 well uh, I don't see anything new through this window alright well it's lousy weather out here Uh, he heads back to the front I'm going to check that front door see if it's locked just in case okay but Seems like that's about all I'm going to do here. Is the front door locked? You head back to the front. What do you do at the front door? Just to check it, see if it's locked. It's not locked. Ooh. Well, in that case, uh, he pushes the door open a little bit and says, Millie, it's Walter. Are you there? Uh, You hear nothing but silence. Hmm. As you uh, peer into the room, it looks like the whole living room is in disarray. Oh, my. Um, goodness. I kind of look around. Are there any, like, obvious neighbors, like, with their window all the way open? Car curtains, you know, pulled all the way open, like, watching me? Like, who's this guy? Uh, nothing like that right now. I mean, he feels a little, like, uh, probably worried at this point, but also doesn't want to get in trouble himself for something he didn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, he might have to take a few steps in and shout a little louder. Millie, is everything okay? Is anyone here? Give me another spot hidden roll. Forty-four is a regular pass. That's a pass? Yes, sir. Uh, you see that... You see that there is uh, a bookshelf knocked over. Um, it looks like it's been broken. Uh, some of the books have spilled out into the kitchen. Next to the couch, there is a phone. It's fallen onto the floor, but onto its top so that it won't uh, appear busy. Um, so the clicker is still down on it so that it would ring. But it's on the floor next to the where the phone is uh, on the nightstand that is next to the couch, you see a pad of paper and a pencil 
that has been thrown away or thrown to the side. Like the pad and paper that I saw her writing in, or like presumably yeah. planner. Hmm. Um. All right. I know the the page is blank. Gotcha. Could I attempt to make an impression on a piece of paper in my pad? Uh, you could. You take a piece of paper, lay it on top, and uh, do that pe- that pencil scratchy thing. So you do that, and it looks like there was uh, two numbers that were written down here. Uh, the top one says Fireside Tavern, and then it has a number underneath it. Also written down is something that says Ventucci Art Gallery, and has their number written on it. Hmm. That's odd. Fireside Tavern? Okay. Well, that's pretty weird. Um... Still pretty worried, but um, if there's nothing obvious, I don't know. I mean... No, there are no signs of Millie anywhere right now. Uh, as far as you can see, just in this living room anyway. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I think uh, I'm going to keep looking, because I'm kind of worried at this point. Stuff all strewn about. Okay. No uh, so I guess I'll figure to check the rest of the house. I'll check the, the first floor that I'm on. Okay. As you go to inspect the rest of the house, you head into the kitchen. In the kitchen, to your horror, you see blood splatter across the floor and table. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. You can email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.